Burger King introduces a Whopper made from cows that fart less. And in Tokyo, an art exhibit invites thievery. And nobody told me a Samoan man served five extra years in prison, and he didn't have to. These are the weird stories for Tuesday. This is Weird AF News, and I'm your host, Jonesy. I'm a comedian in Los Angeles recording this podcast inside a closet. It's the only weird news, weird news podcast that's created thus so. It's not just weird, it's weird AF. It's not just weird, it's weird AF news. With your host, Jonesy, Weird AF News is proudly recorded in a closet. Yay! Burger King is debuting a new Whopper made from cows that fart and burp 33% less. Ooh, Burger King trying to go green here. Burger King is going to cut down on how much cows burp and fart as the burger chain attempts to push the industry to reduce methane emissions. Well, you know, I'm sorry to say, Burger King, but will you, uh, you've agreed to uh, continue the uh, increase of methane emissions when you decided to be in the burger business. Um, but a nice try. Um, I don't think anybody gives a shit how much the cows burp and fart. If you're eating at Burger King, like these aren't, these aren't on your mind. If you're getting a Whopper, you're not thinking environment at all, at all. Burger King announced Tuesday it had worked with scientists at the Autonomous University at the state of Mexico and the University of California, Davis, to develop a new diet for the cows that will reduce how much methane they produce. Cows burps and farts are a significant... It's so funny. Cows burps and farts. I wonder if that's exactly how the scientists describe it in their meetings and whatnot. Yes, we're trying to uh, come up with a new diet to uh, reduce the cows burps and farts. Uh, cows burps and farts are a significant producer of methane emissions, as you guys all know. And this trap, trapped heat in the atmosphere contributes to temperatures rising globally. Bunch of cow farts killing us slowly. The cow farts are melting the glaciers, raising up the sea levels, and drowning Florida. The preliminary tests indicate that adding 100 grams of lemongrass to cows' diets helped them release roughly 33% less methane in the last three to four months of their lives. Oh, really? Oh, little lemongrass. Oh, lemongrass, I'd imagine, is pretty tasty. It probably tastes better than the regular grass. I bet the cows enjoy the lemongrass more than the regular grass. So everybody wins here. 33% less farts. Adding lemongrass to the diet essentially helps the cow's digestion as well. Without lemongrass, more methane is emitted primarily through the burps, as well as the farts. <laughs> Restaurant Brands International Chief Marketing Officer Fernando Machado told the, told the media. Uh, is, that how, is that what Fernando says during the, um, the interview as well? Well, it's, it's less burps and farts. It just seems so crass. A handful of Burger King locations in Miami, New York, Austin, Portland, and L.A. will begin selling Whoppers made with reduced emissions. However, the chain says it's, it hopes to inspire change across the industry. On some level, you got to applaud Burger King for attempting to seem as though they give a shit about the earth. But at the same time, I'm a little disappointed. It's almost as though Burger King doesn't understand human psychology. Am I right? Please elaborate, Jonesy. Well, I'll elaborate thus. If, you're, if you've decided to go to Burger King and chomp down one of their value meals, at that moment in time, you've said to yourself, I don't give a shit about my life. 
<laughs> my own life, my own body, the own environment of my internal organs and all of that. I'm probably taking eight to ten hours off my lifespan by chucking down a value meal from Burger King. So how am I going to even think about the state of the earth and global warming and, and you know greenhouse emissions and all of that when I don't even give a shit about my own person? I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? It, it just seems like a disconnect to me. But, you know, you may have a different opinion. Call the show, 646-450-2012. A Tokyo art exhibit invites thievery on purpose. A Tokyo art exhibit opened to very enthusiastic visitors and fans of artwork. But many of those weren't just there to look at the exhibition. They were there to case the joint for a midnight raid. Hours after the gallery closed for the night, a crowd gathered, ready to break in and pounce on the artworks. The police station was nearby, but the police officers only did a little bit of crowd control because all of the pieces in this exhibition were up for grabs, and the crowd was allowed to break in during what was called the Stealable Art Exhibition. This event was intended as an experiment to alter the relationship between artists and visitors. It was originally conceived as a low-key event that maybe might attract some covert thievery, but word spread so quickly on social media that a crowd of nearly 200 people packed the streets near the gallery, hoping for a chance to grab some artwork, possibly a prize. Would-be robbers were told they could raid the gallery starting at midnight, but the crowd was so large that the theft began half an hour earlier. And the exhibition that had been billed as running for up to 10 days was actually emptied of all the artwork in less than 10 minutes. Ooh, this sounds like a blast. I totally would have loved to have uh, not only covered this event live, but I would have loved to have participated in this breaking in and stealing some artwork. Um, Yusuke Hasada, age 26, was a rare winner during this art exhibition thievery. Gripping a crumpled 10,000 yen banknote in a frame, which was part of the My Money installation, he arrived an hour before midnight, only to see a crowd had already formed. Since there was no apparent line, he maneuvered himself into a spot right in front of the gallery. Here's a quote from him. The moment the staff said they should open early due to the big crowd, people rushed in from behind me. I was in the front, and I almost fell over. They almost trampled me. It was scary. There were so many people trying to steal artwork. Well, they opened the doors to you, though? They should give everybody, like, a crowbar and let them smash the windows and <laughs> break in from the back. This isn't a real thievery if you don't break in. I mean, come on. Hasada said he plans to hang the artwork that he took on display, uh, but not everyone stealing these items appeared to have the same idea, with several artworks appearing on an online auction site within hours with price tags as high as 100,000 yen, even after the exhibit exhibit was emptied out, would-be thieves continued arriving, forcing a nearby police station to dispatch officers for some crowd control. Oh, yes. Yuka Yamauchi, a 35-year-old systems engineer, showed up 15 minutes before midnight but was way too late. Here's a quote from her. I entered with my husband and it was just packed with so many people stealing artwork. We saw larger works taken out by those who came earlier. I haven't seen so many people in a long time as we have been refraining from going out due to the coronavirus. <laughs> but Yamauchi didn't leave completely empty-handed. Uh, I've got a clip 
It must have been one of those used for the, for the cloth installations. I found it dropped, so I picked it up as a souvenir and then laughed. The organizers of this stealable art event uh, coordinated with the local police to make sure that all of the thieves were well-mannered, and it worked out that way. I think this is a fascinating social experiment. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even know if you could pull this off in the United States. I think, uh, I think th- we don't want to encourage th- thievery here because there's just a ton of it going on already. Japan's a pretty safe place. Not so much crime over there. I know because I've been. Plus, I've studied the place because it's one of the weirder countries in existence. Uh, and so there's not a lot of crime. Here in the U.S., there's so much crime that you know this kind of thing would not be – I don't know. It wouldn't be like a, uh, a very novel event <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, it's, it would be fun though. I would love to participate in such a thing for sure. Oh, shoot. I might even open up my closet. You guys can come and steal my podcast equipment. How about that? <laughs> You're listening to – Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Weird AF News. A Samoan man serves five extra years in prison because nobody told him. A Samoan man spent nearly five extra years in prison because neither he nor the prison authorities realized that his two sentences should have been served concurrently, not consecutively. Oh, this is a bad day for you, buddy. Sio Agafila age 45, should have been released in December 2015. But instead, he remained in prison until a judge spotted the error when he appeared in court for another matter. Oh, boy. In an interview with the Samoa Observer, the father of three said he was never told the ultimate length of his prison sentence. No one told me when my jail term will end, he said. I lost count of the days behind bars. You know, you lose count. I don't remember. I don't remember how much... You know, or when I should be out. I just know I had to serve some time. I had no clue. <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> what is this? What kind of country is this? Where they just throw you in prison? They don't tell you for how long? They just lose the paperwork? I don't understand. Doesn't this guy have a lawyer? Something's got to be done here. This guy, Agafila, was convicted of burglary in November 2008, sentenced to seven years. In December, he was convicted on unrelated counts of burglary, sentenced to five years. Those sentences should have been served concurrently instead of consecutively. He was due to be released December 2015. The error was only noticed by Supreme Court Justice Darrell Clark last week uh, when Agafila appeared over an assault allegedly committed during a mass breakout of one particular prison that he was in called Tanumalala Prison where he was being held. Ooh, some sort of mass breakout. This is when they realized that he had spent an additional four years and eight months in prison. Oh, boy. His lawyer, Muriel Louis, told the media that she was discussing his legal options with him and that a claim for compensation was likely. Yeah, you ought to be fired if you're his lawyer, really, at the end of the day. How do you screw this up? Is a quote from this Louis, who is, she's very concerned that other Samoan prisoners might be similarly incarcerated beyond their prison terms. 
I'm not quite sure what happened here in terms of how police entered into their system, that it was cumulative instead of concurrent, but it definitely does raise questions in terms of other prisoners who are currently in there and whether they are serving the right sentences. Oh boy, you can imagine uh, being in prison in a, in a third world country. Is this a third world country? I don't even know. Uh, regardless, Samoa's prison system has been consistently criticized over rights violations, corruption, and management incompetence. In March of this year, the prison service was disbanded completely, and its commissioner, Edward Winterstein, stood down after the latest in a series of breakouts, this time by 36 prisoners. In one report, they, they find that Samoa's prison staffs are untrained. And they're overcrowded, these prisons, lacking basic facilities, such as running water. They found that children were detained with adults, and escapes were extremely common. <laughs> they don't even have books for record-keeping, it says here. Wow, this is... Oh, you get thrown in a Samoan prison, forget about it. You might as well just jump into a black hole. You're just disappearing. Who knows? Well, you know, there's one bright light in this story, and that's that Siu Agafila... Finally got out of prison. Wasn't I mean, they probably wouldn't have told him when his actual sentence was up anyways. You got to just kind of knock on the wall and be like, hey, hey, can you find out how long I've been in here and when I should get out of here? Could somebody, could I, could I see a calendar, please? That would be pretty helpful. Hello, my dear friends and listeners and fans of Weird AF News. I want to thank you for listening to yet another episode of Weird AF News as we inch closer and closer to episode 800, which is nuts. I can't believe I've recorded that many episodes of Weird News. What is, What have I been doing with my life the last three years? Wow. Outstanding. I got a nice review that's also outstanding on uh, Apple Podcasts from Canada, which I didn't even know was the thing. I thought all Apple Podcasts were lumped together, but apparently they're separate regions, and I didn't even see this review trickle in. It's from Leanne K9. She wrote, this is what CNN needs, and gave me five stars. I'm so grateful for the five stars, by the way, Leanne. Thank you so much. Uh, she wrote, add some humor to your daily weird news interpreted through the mind of comedian Jonesy. Everything you're too embarrassed to admit that you thought about weird news articles is delivered in this uncensored podcast that'll make you feel like you found your inside voice. And uh, that's so. that's just so lovely. Thank you so much, Leanne, for the... For the review. I could use more positive reviews like this. They just make my day. They truly do. Uh, you can also help me out by sharing the podcast with a friend or a family member. Uh, someone that you think could benefit from uh, hearing some weird news stories. All wrapped up and delivered uh, through the mind of a, of a comedian that records in a closet. You know, so. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, what else? Oh, yeah, follow me on the social medias. On Instagram and Twitter, at Funny Jones. I'm pretty active on there. Um, you can also reach me on Facebook, Comedian Jonesy, if you'd like. Stay in touch. Email me anytime if you've got an article that you think is weird that uh, I might want to uh, cover. It's uh, funnyjones at gmail.com. Uh, lastly, check out my Patreon, where I just uploaded a couple of weird things last night. Um, it's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I've been submitting some pretty entertaining weird shit on there that I think, uh, you know, trying to help you guys keep busy during the, um, during the pandemic lockdown. Um, I don't know if you're in lockdown, but uh, I live in uh, Los Angeles County, so we're kind of ordered to really don't leave unless it's essential. So I'm only leaving to go to the bank, buy food post office or to work really these days um so yeah so i've been you know scouring the web for you know 
weird movies. And I, I, I rewatched a uh, 2001 a Space Odyssey last night, by the way. Fantastic, man. Just so great. It just, it just, that movie just holds up forever and ever. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going through a Kubrick phase again. So I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch, uh, a Clockwork Orange tonight, which is one of the strangest movies ever made. Wow, what a weird flick, man. If you haven't seen A Clockwork Orange, I highly recommend it. Not for kids, though. Not for kids. Uh, yeah, Kubrick was uh, one of the strangest uh, figures from, from cinema, from modern cinema, I think. And a uh, big fan of his work. Anyways, I'm rambling way too much. Uh, thanks again for listening. I'll, I'll hit you up tomorrow if you're available. Let me know. <laughs>